0: Hi, kids. <laughs> oh,
1: heartily doodly. <laughs> oh
0: god, this is not a children's show. Hello. Welcome. Well uh, well wel- welcome back. <laughs> oh god. I'm gonna I'm I'm Carol Ann.
1: This is uh this is Matt.
0: Welcome back to another episode of Booze and Confused. I don't know why you're here. I don't know why you come back, but there's some of you that do. Um so You've got a me episode today. You're going to have to bear with me. It's It gets a little sciencey at bits. And you got to remember, I work in the corporate world. I don't do science at all. I, actually, sometimes I think it would be cool to be like a park ranger when I retire. But then I remember like you have to actually know science and shit. So w-
1: when we were out near the dunes, uh, I don't think you need to know science to charge people parking admission. <laughs>
0: Okay, yeah, no, that's fair.
1: That could be you. That's
0: fair. But remember, we did a hike in, like, Colorado that was, like, with a park ranger, and she had, like, a freaking PhD or something in something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: There's levels to this.
0: Yeah. Anyways. Welcome so... to the parking lot. It's $10. <laughs> Do
1: you want to hear a fun fact about mosquitoes?
0: This is a leaf. Check for ticks when you're done. Oh, I'll God. help check for you. <laughs> that's an extra ten (laughs) dollars all right well anyways you got me for this episode for however long it takes i might talk fast so i apologize but uh before we get into today a couple of things that we talk about things to clean up stuff and things that we gotta clean uh, the first is, uh, we're on all your favorite social medias, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter, and uh, I, I've actually picked up a little bit in, like, the Twitter realm, uh, reconnecting with people, so hello, friends that I've reconnected with who uh, have not ignored me in their DMs despite our <laughs> falling off the face of the earth for a while. Thanks for bearing with us. Um if social media is not really your thing, you want to send us a message, you can send us an email at boost and podcast at gmail.com. Always appreciate reading messages. Um, what is next? if you like the pod and you want to support us the best way that you can do that is by leaving us a review and or subscribing or following whatever it's called on your platform of choice um and also just like telling your friends about us unless you're really embarrassed that you listen to this podcast because i'm really embarrassed that we make this podcast (sighs) so (laughs) i would understand i get it i get it it's fine um if you do happen to leave us a review and you take a screenshot and you send it to us. We'll send you some boost and Confuse stickers in the mail for free.
1: Yeah, we'll just leave it at that. We'll yeah. send them to you. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's it.
1: We'll figure it out.
0: Uh, and the last bit of this is what, what are you are drinking? You... Oh, you beat me to it. I did.
1: Um, this is a Goose Island Lemonade Shandy. Uh, seems like it's Goose mm-hmm. Island's response to Kugel's Summer Shandy. It took this... them long enough. This one's very sweet yeah it's very sweet yeah. like it's like it's it's, it's a lemonade shandy mm. so mm-hmm. um where i think line and kugel has more of like a like a beer taste yeah. with a hint of lemon this yeah. is like lemon with a hint of with beer with a hint of beer <laughs> uh but it's it's pretty good this is my first one I've, I've ever had and uh it's it's decent it's called yeah lemonade shandy main squeeze
0: we had a couple of friends over last night who gave us some of these. And then one of them was drinking the grapefruit lemonade shandy, I think it is. And she said it was really good. So, I don't know. Go out and try it if you got it available to you.
1: Yeah, they're everywhere now, aren't they? Goose Island? They I like think sold they did out sell or out. Yeah. Mm.
0: Pretty sure they sold mm. out. Um, and then Speaking of sellout... This episode brought to you by Kirkland Signature Citra Hop Session IPA. It's a craft-brewed ale uh, that is uh, 4.9% ABV. Uh, it's an IPA that greets you with a golden hue and a refreshing citrus-like aroma. Creat- Jesus Christ, this is long. And uh, there's a bright, happy flavor. It's delicious. Whatever. It's all right. No, it's, a, it's, it's
1: it's okay. You know it's what? Okay. Here,
0: I'll be the first to admit it. I can't really tell the difference between a lot of IPAs unless it's like very specific, Fair like enough. certain kinds of fruits, or like this has a chocolate overtone, which is disgusting.
1: Would you ever see a chocolate IPA? Overtone? No, I don't no. think so. No,
0: but I but you understand what I'm saying. Chocolate
1: stout is what I'm. IPAs
0: to IPAs are they all taste the same to me unless there's something special about it. Therefore. I enjoy spending my money on the great deal of the Kirkland Signature IPA. It's like twenty bucks for a box of twenty-four. You can't beat that.
1: You can get uh, a PBR case of. That's disgusting. 99 I said good beer. Beers.
0: <laughs> I said good beer. All right. Well, enough bullshitting. Uh, let's talk about some people who do bullshit or have bullshitted and that's why we're here today this is politicians this is uh, shockingly not a corporate conspiracy it's not a political episode uh this is probably something you've heard recently in the news i'm betting we've had a few of those but it kind of feels like every few months we're teased with like something in news headlines about alzheimer's research progress being made there's oh. always some sort of like breakthrough Mm -hmm. or like on the flip side, they're like this promising trial completely flopped and had no signs of improvement whatsoever. Mm. Uh, And you know, it's not like abnormal for scientific research and the world of trials. It's like kind of what they're meant to do. It's a lot of pun intended trial and error and like improving from what you've learned and so on and so forth. It's just very expensive. Trials are very expensive. Um, But a lot of eyebrows are being raised because of some shocking news that came out recently. Uh so for a lot of years, I haven't I didn't know any of this shit before I started doing the research because I don't really follow this kind of research very closely. So for those who do, if I mispronounce anything in today's episode, I'm sorry. You don't have to tweet us about how dumb I am uh, and tell me it, stick send to stick to the corporate the angry world. Tweets. <laughs> um so for years, it's been believed that this specific amyloid protein might be responsible for cognitive decline. Um, this is from this like super influential paper that was published in Nature in 2016, which like if you're a, a researcher or a scientist and you get published in Nature, that's like, that's like your Emmy. That's your Golden Globe, your Oscar. That's like one time. of the biggest recognitions I think that you could get. Just Um, out there in nature. Yeah.
1: Out in Uh, the trees. uh, Sing your words.
0: All right. Well, it's been great. Thanks. See you next week. (laughs) Have a good one. So this paper was published in Nature in 2006, and it just so happens to be like one of the most cited pieces of Alzheimer's research in the last like two decades. Um, So this study specifically looked at cognitive decline in mice, and this hypothesis that they had um, has dominated the Alzheimer's research field, and researchers for all of these years have worked to understand why this protein leads to decline
1: this one protein scientists hate it
0: (laughs) can you figure it out (laughs) only people with an IQ of 215 can do this Alzheimer's amyloid beta protein are the proteins folding So all of this changed when a whistleblower and Vanderbilt University professor named Matthew Schrag, uh, Matthew, if you listen to this, I'm sorry, because I'm sure that's not how you pronounce your last name, but I'm trying. Um, He recently went to science.org and said that he and other reviewers identified as many as 10 papers on this specific protein that like maybe need another set of eyes. Um, So in the science.org report... There were other prominent researchers who were cited as having said that they could not replicate the results of the studies on these specific proteins, which may be like, I don't know. I I, I think like when you're in this field, it's believed that you should be able to replicate something to understand if it's like an anomaly or if it's like something that's true in nature and like what you're doing versus just like a statistical anomaly chance of never having replicated this ever again yeah
1: you just you do their science your you do you do their science (laughs) when when you do your science and you hope you get the same answer
0: yeah exactly it's like looking over your shoulder while you're doing a test and you're hoping that you um get five and he gets five but actually he's like i don't know on fractions so good luck anyway so shreg Gets, like, dragged into this whole thing back in August of 2021 when a colleague is trying to connect him with this attorney who's investigating um, Simufilam. This is the only one I didn't actually look up how to say, Um, but it's this experimental Alzheimer's disease drug, right? And it's created by Cassava Sciences, um, who said that it improved cognition uh, partly by repairing a protein that can block sticky brain deposits of this protein amyloid beta. Are we all following (laughs) any questions to this point?
1: Yeah, I don't (laughs) even, Yeah.
0: Yes. Great. So the attorney's clients, who are two prominent neuroscientists, believed that some of the research related to this drug may have been fraudulent. So the way that this is working is they created this drug based off of the research that they had. Mm-hmm. And then that's how it went to trials and everything. Um, so then getting down to the root of it, they said the research that they based everything off of was fake. So that's where we are today.
1: I remember you bringing this up during the week. Earlier, well, this is like early in the week, but you told me this the other day, and I, I was the the only info I get on like the Alzheimer's updates is like Reddit. And yeah, I always exactly. get really hopeful. Yeah, I always well, get it's, really hopeful. And then it's you, the hope that and then you yeah. just dash them on the ground.
0: Yeah. <laughs> So Schrag is not new to this. He's already gotten some public attention for criticizing the FDA for approving um, a different drug related to this called um, Adelhelm. I don't know why the fuck these are named so weirdly. i I don't know because it's science stuff that's probably why
1: it sounds more sciencey. yeah
0: (laughs) exactly Um, also it sounds a lot better in commercials i'm sure um so his own research about this drug uh contradicted some of cassava's claims so cassava is the 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 drug maker that's
1: claiming that they've got this Mm -hmm. miracle yeah cure
0: so he personally believed that volunteers that were in these trials um, faced risks of serious side effects with really no chance of benefit. So he was trying to, like, raise the alarms of, like, hey, this is kind of problematic. You're putting people in trials. There's really likely no chance that they're going to see anything from it. But now you're susceptible them to all of these side effects that they could Correct. get. You know, they could come out of the trial with, like, a third arm. Who knows? So these attorneys pay um, pay him... to investigate these published images about the drug and, like, all of the underlying science that comes with it. And during this investigation, he identified altered or duplicated images in dozens of journal articles, which is kind of mind-blowing to me that you could get away with this for that long and, like, no one is really checking it or fact-checking or QAing or anything. So the attorney reports this to the FDA schrag reports this to uh, an organization called the national institutes of health which you will hear throughout the rest of this pod uh described as the nih um the nih had invested tens of millions of dollars into this work that he's now like hey you've got some problems here okay It's during this that he finds other elements of misconduct, which is centered around this highly influential 2006 study that was published in Nature. Okay. Shrek is, like, he's not some corporate guy reading some shit he read on the internet for a podcast. Um, He's, like, a neuroscientist and a physician. Like, he's... Really well qualified in this field. He's got this amazing story. He's done a lot of really wonderful research. You can read more of his backstory on the science.org article that's the top of our show notes. But he told science.org, quote, I focus on what we can see in the published images and describe them as red flags, not final conclusions, and says the data should speak for itself.
1: I love when they say that.
0: Yeah, the data should speak for itself. So he's calling out what he believes are manipulated images in multiple papers that were changed solely to better support this hypothesis that like all of this decade and a half of research has been based off of, which is absolutely fucking wild. So all of this work that's being questioned comes back to this researcher named Sylvan Lesney. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, He's an associate professor at the University of Minnesota. Okay. So, Schrag doesn't go as far to say, like, this is fraudulent. Um, he says he doesn't have access to, like, the original, complete, unpublished images and raw numerical data to be able to say, like, yes, this is fraudulent or altered or what have you. So, with this, science.org begins a six month investigation. And their findings pretty much end up supporting Shrike's suspicions. Like, yep, you're right. The shit is fake. Or, like, there's something really fishy here. They
1: used Photoshop.
0: Yeah. <laughs> So a leading independent image analyst and a lot of top Alzheimer's researchers reviewed most of Shrag's findings at science's request and they all concurred with his overall conclusions which pretty much cast out on like hundreds of images that were published in these studies and reports including more than 70 in Lesney's papers. Which is insane. And so some of these experts are like, This is shockingly blatant examples of image tampering within the community, which is insane.
1: So they tamper with the images to fit a dialogue of them figuring it out?
0: Exactly. So they have this hypothesis going into it. They then alter the images after the fact to support the hypothesis when, in fact, their original images probably did not support the hypothesis. They just didn't want to be wrong. Mm -hmm. Which is insane. So uh, Elizabeth Bick, B-I-K, says that the authors appear to have composed figures by piecing together parts of photos from different experiments. Um, She's a molecular biologist and a forensic image consultant, which is like two very interesting careers to put together. It's some CSI shit. She goes on to say the obtained experimental results might not have the desired results and that data may have been changed to better fit a hypothesis. So, like, yeah, the outcome didn't match what we were hoping for, but we got to make it match what we were hoping for. Bada bing, bada boom, you change some images and whoop, there it goes. It now supports what we were originally looking for.
1: You still got me on the uh, $10 million
0: oh it gets worse oh it gets a lot worse i think that's one of the worst parts of this so all of this comes down to a similar conclusion which is lesne's papers have misdirected this research for almost two decades because so much of it has been influenced by shit that he published that has now been proven false which is insane
1: i think that's worse than 10 million dollars
0: oh it gets worse So um, there's a Nobel laureate and a Stanford University neuroscientist named Thomas Sudhoff. Um, He says that the immediate obvious damage is wasted NIH funding and wasted thinking in the field because people are using these results as a starting point for their own experiments. Yeah, Yeah, it's like, why would you reinvent the wheel when you already have this, what you believe to be sound science to start your own experiments off of? something that i thought was really interesting that i did not think would be a problem but it seems like it is is um what some scientists call the amyloid mafia within the alzheimer's research community um which means that if you're trying to advance other alzheimer's causes like you're a scientist you're doing all your own stuff and you're like oh immune dysfunction or inflammation are actually you know potential causes for Alzheimer's that I would like to investigate, you would be sidelined by this mafia because the amyloid hypothesis became like the equivalent of the theory that says the sun and the planets rotate around earth, like within, you know, Alzheimer's research. That's how high, um, they had highly, they had regarded this hypothesis from Lesney, Les, Lesney, that,
1: that Lesney. everything goes around the earth.
0: Well, no, that's not him. And I'm saying that's the equivalent of what they believed to be uh, so their they, finding. They
1: incorrectly believed.
0: They believed based off they of shit that he made the up. The
1: incorrect material. Yes. yes.
0: Yes. Yes. Okay. And here's where it gets a lot worse. So, because this hypothesis was so widely believed and expanded on in the community. There have been hundreds of clinical trials and ther- of therapies that target this protein that obviously have not yielded much. A lot of them have not been successful at all. Um, and the NIH spent about 1.6 billion.
1: Okay, yeah, that's a little worse.
0: On projects that mention amyloids in this fiscal year alone.
1: This fiscal year.
0: This fiscal year, which is about half of its overall Alzheimer's funding. That's. I, I feel like I've said a lot that's insane this episode, but, like, it's crazy to me that it's gotten this far and Lesney's gotten this far without much, like, I, I don't know, like, anything from anybody. He would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for that meddling shrag.
1: <laughs> Curse you.
0: Um. So when 2006 came around... The Alzheimer's research community believed that the field maybe needed like a reset, if you will. I don't think that there was a lot really happening. There weren't a lot of developments happening. So then this nature paper is published. And it comes from the lab of UMN, University of Minnesota, physician and neuroscientist Karen Ash. She was already well known for a remarkable series of discoveries that she had worked on. So she was a medical resident at UCS. UCSF, um, and she contributed to Nobel laureate Stanley Prusner's work on prions, which are like infectious proteins that cause rare neurological disorders. I'm not going to pretend to understand what any of this, no, this is. is.
1: This is uh, juvenile material.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So um, in the mid 90s, she creates this transgenic mouse. That turns out human, uh, a beta, I guess we'll call it that amyloid beta okay. protein, yeah, uh, which forms plaques in the animal's brain. And so, this mouse also shows dementia like symptoms and it became a favored Alzheimer's model. Okay, here's where we get like just a little bit more sciencey. If you could just bear with me. Uh, if it's obvious that I'm reading off of the science article because there's no way I could make my own thoughts around this, um, you would be right. <laughs> so the two thousands come around. These quote toxic uh, oligomers. Oli oligomers? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. <laughs> um, which are subtypes of that um a beta that dissolve in some bodily fluids, had gained traction within the community as a like main culprit for Alzheimer's, or so they believed. So they'd been linked to impaired communication between neurons in vitro and in animals, and autopsies showed higher levels of these oligomers in people with Alzheimer's than in people without Alzheimer's. And so no one really proved that any one of the many known oligomers directly caused cognitive decline. Okay. So let's go back to these like mice that Ash had. Her team discovers an unknown oligomer species, which was dubbed amyloid beta star 56. Okay, we're going to talk about this a lot, so stay with me. They isolate it, they inject it into young rats, and the rat's ability to recall simple previously learned info like where the location of a hidden platform was in a maze, completely plummeted. They like lost their basic sense of knowing any shit, mm-hmm. okay. okay. So the two thousand and six paper's first author, sometimes credited as the discoverer of this a beta star fifty six, is Lesney. goes all back to him. He worked with Ash. She hired him straight out of a PhD program, um, you know, from a university in France. Okay. So she touts um, the Star 56 on her website as like the first substance ever identified in brain tissue in Alzheimer's research that have been shown to cause memory impairment. And so there's this like editorial in nature that calls it out, and like she's getting a lot of media hype around it. And then two weeks after the paper is published, she wins a prestigious prize for neuroscience, partly for her work leading up to this A-beta star 56. Okay. So we'll go back to that 2006 Nature paper. It has been cited in about 2,300 scholarly articles, which is more than all but four other Alzheimer's basic research reports published since 2006. So to put that into perspective.
1: Yes, please, please put that. <laughs> I, I have no perspective on any of this.
0: I mean, I don't either. But that means like a pretty substantial amount of Alzheimer's research that's been done in the last decade and a half is based on fraudulent data. Mm-hmm. So since then. Annual NIH support for studies labeled amyloid oligomer and Alzheimer's has risen from nearly zero to 800, uh, sorry, 287 million last year, and their work around the star 56 protein helped spark that explosion. Okay. Right. So Leslie gets like a lot of notoriety and credit for this discovery. He joins UMN with his own fucking NIH funded lab in 2009 where uh, that amyloid beta star 56 remains a primary research focus for him despite knowing that it's just bullshit which I think is the most astounding part to me. Even more insulting more recently in 2020 he becomes a leader of UMN's neuroscience graduate program and just this past May, May of 2022 He receives a coveted R01 grant from the NIH with up to five years of support. And this grant comes four months after Schrag was like, hey, guys, there's some really concerning shit about this guy's work, which I don't really understand why they would still give him that grant, but whatever. So Schrag is doing this investigation in 2021, finds a site called PubPeer, which is a site where... Scientists flag possible errors in published papers. Sounds like a great time. Sounds like a
1: really, (laughs) really enjoyable pastime. Oh, yeah, I just read other... really smart people's things and just say they're they're wrong.
0: Yeah. I mean, I would love to, I'm sure you have to have some sort of like verified credentials to be able to join that site. It's and not Wikipedia. In, it's yeah. not Wikipedia. You en- can just log in. <laughs> engage in uh, some sort of discussion there. I'd, I'd love to just take a look out of curiosity. Um, so he's focused on those cassava linked scientists and he's looking for examples that could refine his own sleuthing, you know, as he's doing his research Um, but finds postings about articles in the Journal of Neuroscience when he's searching for Alzheimer's. So these postings questioned the authenticity of blots used to differentiate that A-beta and similar proteins in mouse brain tissue. I can't really describe to you what the images look like. It's literally just like little blots, um in rows and columns and they're all varying but you can tell if you look at the science.org article they break it down of what it looks like what it should look like how you know it's fake there's like tests that they do with it so i can't describe that super well but if you're curious and looking at the image it's in science.org um so what they found is that several bands so if you think about like the rows of just this little blot uh, seemed to be duplicated. So Schrag does all of this like investigative work with his little, I don't know, Photoshop maybe? I don't know, maybe it's Microsoft Paint, who knows? Um, so he confirms that PubPeer's comments were right, and they also found similar problems with other blots in the same articles. So he found some blot backgrounds that seem to have been improperly duplicated. So basically, Lesne was like photoshopping his fucking work.
1: We've been doing science for like over ten years of a cheap copy and paste.
0: yeah, a bad copy and paste is exactly it. and I think the parts that that's most shocking is like it wasn't discovered until literally just now, which is maybe the most infuriating part. So three of these papers um List Lesnay, who Schrag had never really heard of before, Um, you know, and Lesnay was like the senior author on this. So Schrag finds that another Lesnay paper had also drawn scrutiny on PubPeer, and he broadens his search to the Lesnay papers that had not been flagged there. So this investigation, he said, just like developed organically and there were just other problems. It was literally problem after problem that was emerging from all of this Lesney work that he found.
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: So Schrag says, uh, quote, so much in our field is not uh, reproductible. So it's a huge, huge advantage to understand when dead. God, I can't talk it's a huge advantage to understand when data streams might not be reliable. Some of that's going to happen reproducing data on the bench, but if it can happen in a similar, faster way, such as image analysis, it should. So, he runs across the nature paper, the basis for many others, and it seemed to all contain multiple doctored images. So, he's basically going down the rabbit hole. He's finding doctored image after doctored image. How many photoshops? (laughs) Enhance. So we're going to rewind just a hot second about that amyloid beta star 56 that Ash and Lesne found. Because it just keeps getting worse. So a woman named Donna Wilcock with a really unfortunate last name, who's a very smart woman. She's an Alzheimer's expert at the University of Kentucky. And has doubted the studies um, that claim to use that, like, quote, purified um, A-beta star 56. And even says that several labs have tried and failed to find it. So, like, literally, they're like, yep, we have this, like, breakthrough new protein that we found. And literally not a single person can replicate it. Nobody. And so, you know, apparently, um, you know... Things are sensitive in the field. Journals are like uninterested in negative results. Researchers don't want to like put things out that maybe contradict famous investigators. So people are trying to reproduce this work and no one is getting anywhere close. They cannot find this star 56 shit anywhere.
1: And so then they start using Photoshop.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And then the Photoshop just continues.
1: And we're all just doing wrong science hoping that... (laughs) No one else figures out that we're all doing wrong science. Yeah, we're
0: we're all just fakers, actually. Maybe this is where the imposter syndrome is like really the biggest with this in the fucking field of science. Guy. Yeah. <laughs> so there's one exception to this though. This guy named uh, Dennis Selko. Dennis, I'm sure you're not listening to this. Uh, so I'm sorry. That's probably not your last name. He is from Harvard University, and he cites the Nature paper at least 13 times. In two 2008 papers, he said he couldn't find A-beta star 56 in human fluids or in tissues.
1: But we're going to keep trying to find the elusive star (laughs) fluid.
0: The producer's like, we got to find that star. (laughs) So in science, once you publish your data, he says... If it's not readily uh, replicated, then there is real concern that it's not correct or true. So kind of like what I was saying is you want it to be something that you could reproduce so you know it's not just like chance. Mm-hmm. You're not just... Absolutely. It's not an Ab- anomaly.
1: You want the science to be copyable.
0: Right. So he said there's precious little clear cut evidence that a beta star 56 exists, or if it does exist, uh, correlates in a reproductible fashion with features of Alzheimer's, even in animal models. So he's pretty much just calling bullshit
1: mm-hmm. politely,
0: very nicely. So he agreed that there's at least 12 or 15 images where there's just no explanation other than pure manipulation from what Lesney had published. Um, one is an image in the Nature paper displaying purified, uh, quote, uh, A beta star 56, and he says it shows very worrisome signs of tampering. And that same image reappeared in a different paper co-authored by Lesney and Ash five years later. Okay. We're going to get a little sciency again. I'm sorry in advance. So to, to further call out this bullshit from Lesney. <clears throat> Selko recalls some of Lesney's papers where he described this technique that he had apparently come up with that he, you know, said it was supposed to measure the A-beta oligomers separately in brain cells, uh, spaces outside the cells and cell membranes. And Selko was like, mm, mm-mm, that's not real. That's, there's like no fucking way that that's real. So he's skeptical and says, quote, all of us who heard about that knew in a moment that it made no biochemical sense. If it did, we'd all be using a method like that, which is wild because the 2006 Nature paper depended on that method. So how did we get this far?
1: And it just it just be okay.
0: And... Yeah. That's what I want to know. But what's interesting is it's not the first time that Selco is... Getting familiar with Lesnay. So he actually co authored a 2006 paper with Lesnay, a different one, um, that included an image that experts agree was reprinted as if it was like original in two subsequent Lesnay articles, which Selko called highly egregious. I
1: love that word. <laughs>
0: Um so from this investigation there's more than like 70 suspect Lesney papers 10 of which concerned this A beta star 56 and Lesney and his collaborators recently published two corrections out of all of those ones that are suspect. The first correction that they went through is pretty noteworthy. Um Lesnay claimed that the earlier versions had just been processed inappropriately. Like, oh sorry guys, there was a a problem with the fax machine and something got a little messed up in the printer and also the ink maybe bled a little bit. But here's the real images. You know, mm-hmm, you're you're mm-hmm, fine. Mm-hmm. In reality, Schrag says even the corrected images show numerous signs of improper changes in bands. Uh and in one, case, in one case, there's, like, a complete replacement of a blot. So, again, just fake. <laughs> in
1: one picture, you just, like, drew a, like, pencil?
0: Yep, here it is. Drew a little smiley face. So, even the corrections are being falsified, which is just gross. I, like, have to wonder what the fuck this guy is going to do now. Because, obviously, his name is tarnished, as it should be from his own doings. Um, science.org contacted Ash. And she posted to PubPeer. I imagine PubPeer is just like a bunch of fucking nerds fighting. Like, it's like, I imagine it to be like a Reddit. It's like a smart Reddit. Almost, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Reddit is smart. I'm an intellectual and I only watch Rick and Morty. Because I'm an intellectual.
1: I went through a dozen uh, replies of one guy saying, Well, you're not a physician. (laughs) And then another guy goes, How do you know that I'm not a physician? And it wasn't about the guy's knowledge on body parts. It was, it was uh, how do you know that I'm not a physician?
0: Because it's the internet. You can just make anything up. I love, like, side tangent. I love, um, you find, like, the random profiles where a guy posts a story that's, like, something heinous. Like, my wife cheated on me and blah, 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 blah. But then, like, three days ago, he was like, oh, my boyfriend did this. How? You know, just like, just making farmers. shit up. yeah." So anyway, so Ash goes to Pub Pier, and she provides a defense for some of the images that were called into question. Um, so some, to be fair, were shown to just truly have been, like, harmless digital artifacts. No harm, no foul. It's fine. Maybe it was just a printing error. But... <laughs> The original images that she posted revealed uh, evidence that you just can't deny that multiple bands were copied and pasted from adjacent areas. So it was literally just like a control C, a control V. Uh, One of Lesnay's previous colleagues, uh, someone named Dennis Vivian, co-authored about five Lesnay papers that were flagged by Schragge. So he said that the papers, uh, sorry, Dennis Vivian said that his papers with Lesnay were valid. He defended them. Um, but he said he had a lot of reason to be wary of Lesnay, uh, saying he found images that looked dubious to him. Dubious. Asked, <laughs> asked other students to replicate the findings. They couldn't, shockingly. Uh, and Vivian confronted Lesnay, who was like, well... Maybe I'm just too smart. Maybe you got dumb science boys in here. I don't know what he actually said. That's not a quote.
1: <laughs> I do the most science. I do the best
0: science. <laughs> Pretty much. He was like, I didn't do anything wrong. So Vivian withdrew that paper before publication, one, to preserve scientific integrity because it just really threw him off about what Lesney was doing and his old attitude about it. Um, but then two, broke off contact with uh, Lesney entirely after that. To save, you know, his own street cred. So a ton of the papers that had published Lesney's work are now doing some of their own investigations. Mm -hmm. So Schrag did this investigation all on his own. He went to science.org and like blew the whistle because some of these agencies, like the federal agencies and schools like universities and journals are just taking their sweet ass time with these investigations um, for Lesney's work. And he blew the whistle, so to speak, because he wanted to speed the process up. Um, And to his point, he was saying, like, if we know that some of this work is falsified and work is still being done and trials are being done and money is being invested. It's just a waste. It's a waste. It's a massive waste. He's like, we we, like you need to cut the head off now because there's just been too much sunk into false work. So he blew the whistle knowing it might jeopardize his ability to receive grants which is huge in this line of work um and access to publications that are crucial for getting his work out there which is unfortunate um but he says and i'll end it with this you can cheat to get a paper you can cheat to get a degree you can cheat to get a grant you can't cheat to cure a disease biology doesn't care
1: honey badger don't give a shit.
0: So um, that's great. Yeah. So that is today's episode. Um, I hope you bared with me through some of the science parts. If I mispronounced anything, I tried really hard. I hope you know that. Um, and yeah, this is like kind of fucking wild to me. So I'm really curious what's going to happen with uh Alzheimer's research going forward, and once all of these other independent investigations are done, w- what's going to happen?
1: Yeah, this was a huge me not following any science really at all. Um, Oh, I thought they were getting so close.
0: Yeah, I did too. And I think maybe that's um, my own fault for believing headlines too much. But I also have to wonder if these, um, you know, I talked about the the amyloid mafia. Uh, I wonder if some of the folks that got sidelined by that mafia are now maybe feeling some vindication and maybe they'll get like a little bit more of a look now that some of this work has proven to be fraudulent, but yeah, I guess we'll Maybe see.
1: someone out there does have something closer to the answer and this breaking will allow other processes to, to be explored.
0: Yeah. Make their way through. Make their way downtown. Walking fast. Faces pass and Lesnay's going to jail. All right. Well, that was uh, today's episode. Uh, It's not a corporate conspiracy. It's not a political episode. It's just good old. It's pretty
1: dang (laughs) close, though.
0: Just good old uh, corruption and conspiracy from one individual who's trying to sideline decades of uh, Alzheimer's research. So
1: just he's just really smart.
0: Yeah, he's just doing his own science. It's alternative science. So
1: oh, there it is. There it is.
0: (laughs) Okay. Well, thanks so much for joining us. I know we're uh, a day late. And uh, we'll see you next week at some point. Might be Monday. It might not be.
1: You're not my boss. (laughs) Bye.
0: Bye.